The healthcare industry has undergone transformational change in the past 10 years, especially as it relates to the implementation of technology. Even so, there's much more to do and many companies are out there doing it, but you don't know about them. At Intrepid Healthcare, our podcast will bring you the crazy ones, the rebels, the troublemakers, the ones who see things differently. The people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world in healthcare. So sit tight and enjoy as we tell the story of another thought leading trailblazer. Welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe LaBelle. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today with another trailblazing innovator who's working to influence policy aimed at making healthcare more cost-efficient, transparent, and fair. We're going to get right to it today. We are rejoined today by Mary Richards, Executive Director of Partners for Better Care. Mary, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Joe. It's good to be with you. It sure is. Could you take a couple of minutes and remind our audience about your background? Absolutely. I have been working in healthcare policy for a while now. I was with the Alzheimer's Association and with the Parkinson's Action Network for many years, patient advocacy for about a dozen years. And prior to that, I spent some time on Capitol Hill working for two different members of Congress. Awesome. Perfect. And then if you'll remind us the great work that you guys do at Partners for Better Care. I'd be happy to. Partners for Better Care is a coalition of patient advocacy organizations as well as folks who we call our allied partners. Those are industry stakeholders who believe that in the next generation of healthcare and that working on developing the best solutions to today's healthcare challenges to be considered through a patient lens and a patient-centered focus, which we are delighted to have had a couple of new industry folks join us, and there are 15 members of Partners for Better Care today. Awesome, and we're going to talk more about that. But last time we chatted, you told us why it was important at that point to release a patient charter. Tell us about the progress that's been made since you've released the charter. It's been really exciting to work on the patient charter, which is a set of principles that Partners for Better Care is organizing around. Our principles for action include everything from patients should have an active and formal voice in health system transformation conversations, including payment and system delivery reform, as well as conversations that are going on around cost containment, the value of care and treatment, health outcomes, and other important topics that are being discussed today. We also get into a little bit more specific issues related to robust networks, access to necessary medications and services, easy to understand and accessible up-to-date information when making coverage decisions, and things like rapid and fair appeals processes. But since we put out the charter back in February of 2016, we have been actively working both on the state and federal level. We've weighed in on a few pieces of regulation at the federal level, and we're engaging right now with our advocacy organizations, zeroing in on a few states where there are opportunities to make balanced billing, in particular, a thing of the past. We're supporting the National Association of Insurance Commissioners Network Adequacy Model Act that was issued last year and has a great amount of support. 
but we're working in several states on both the legislative and regulatory sides to prevent surprise billing. And when there's disagreement between a provider and a payer that, unfortunately, a bill ends up landing on the checkbook of a patient, there are some better solutions there that NAIC put forward, and we're delighted to be supporting some of that work. We're also working with the Department of Health and Human Services on a project to improve understanding of -of out-of-pocket cost obligations. Wow. So you're not just sitting around looking for projects to work on, for sure. (laughs) There's a lot to be done in this space. Good deal. Absolutely. You mentioned in your introduction about the 15 members of the organization now. What has been the impact of your allied members, and then why is having allied members important to healthcare reform? So the allied members are healthcare industry entities that support the principles of the coalition, and I do believe it's an important matter of distinction that the patient charter itself was crafted by the patient advocacy organizations without the input of the other stakeholders. So that charter was crafted by patients, for patients, and the allied members who are coming to the table now are really leaving their agendas at the door and joining the coalition to devise meaningful solutions with a fresh perspective with patients at the center. These are currently our two founding allied members are Novo Nordisk and Aetna. Both organizations understand that Partners is an independent patient voice on these issues, but they also believe that there is value in putting patients at the center of these search for solutions to these healthcare challenges. I think both are looking at novel solutions to these common issues themselves and are at the table in a collaborative and productive way with our other members expressing expert viewpoints, but with an openness to change and opportunity in a very collaborative environment. Perfect. As you work with both Aetna and Novo Nordisk, what were their reasons for joining? What was their incentive? What drove them to help the cause? Well, I think there's a sense that there is more to be done in terms of continuing on a path of the next generation of healthcare reform. We see in polling data as well as I'm sure that they see in their own work that the increasing reliance on cost shifting to the patient is driving some challenges in the system where patients themselves are saying that there are times when care is avoided because there's uncertainty, a lack of predictability, and out-of-pocket expenditures. And certainly, both Novo Nordisk and Aetna have said that they want to make healthcare meaningful for patients and to have patients at the center the way that Partners for Better Care intends to do is in keeping with their viewpoints within their own companies and then they're able to come and really participate in a meaningful way with partners. You lead me to my next question perfectly. Companies like Aetna and Novo Nordisk and other leading companies, how does joining up with Partners for Better Care help drive their own policy agendas? Well, I do think there's sort of two parts to that. One is I think there is an interest among companies to understand where the common hurdles are across and between the different patient communities. Partners for Better Care represents advocacy organizations from AIDS United to United Cerebral Palsy, folks who are living with in many cases, debilitating conditions. And we have experts within those organizations who are coming to the table who can share where those common hurdles are. I think the other interesting thing as we've been having these 
conversations is that it is that collaborative atmosphere of each organization stands in its own experience and its own expertise, but we are looking at the most challenging issues in healthcare right now from every possible angle. We're leaving no stakeholders position undiscussed. We want to have an open and collaborative environment in which there can be robust discussion and our hope is to land with some common and novel solutions. I think that they're very open to that discussion. Clearly they are. And then I do think that there's this recognition that in the current environment, patients play an increasingly active role in driving healthcare decisions. And those allied members that are a part of Partners for Better Care today, as well as some of the industry stakeholders that we're in conversations in terms of recruitment for, for new members for Partners for Better Care, understand that they, and they do want to build these lasting relationships with folks who are in the trenches and people who are living with these diseases to better address the problems that are facing Americans with these conditions and also folks who are living with multiple chronic conditions. Right, and we talk a lot about that on our show, and what CMS is doing in terms of helping to manage conditions. So we are making progress. I'm excited about that. Let's switch gears a little bit. How will Aetna and Novo Nordisk help incorporate the voice of the patient into health reform? I think that the allied members are looking at these issues, understanding that through the patient lens, we can get to some, it does help to really focus the discussion on how health system transformation actually impacts patient behavior and patient access to health care. And so I think that as you see in the patient charter, we're trying to really describe how it is that patients are experiencing the system and then what improvements we need to see, even simple things like that seemingly simple things like the right to dignified, culturally competent quality health care. I think that both Novo Nordisk and Aetna are looking at these issues within their own business models and making sure that the intention behind it, whether it's a plan or a therapeutic, that actually you're reaching the communities that you want to reach. I know they spend a lot of time doing that. I think that as partners is convening on these issues, there is a, a way of better grounding all of these conversations when you actually have the folks who are the end users at the table. Oh, very well said, and I agree. You mentioned before how busy you are, and you guys seem to be making tons of progress. You just get out a patient charter, now you're signing up new members. What else is on your plate for 2016? What are you working on? Well, in addition to looking at some state activity around balance billing and some work at the federal level on understandable out-of-pocket costs, we're also trying to take a pretty big step back and look at providing patients a seat at the table on issues like cost sharing. As we see cost sharing and patient obligation continues to increase, and at the rate that we've seen that over the last little while here, it's not going to be feasible for patients to continue having those increases and increasingly being reliant on patient out-of-pocket costs in the way that we have. And so how is it that we can take a big step back and take a look a little bit more at a system level? Why is it that these choices are being made? How is it that we can provide transparency of cost information at critical times, critical decision-making times for patients, whether that's employer-provided care or within the exchanges? How do we give all stakeholders an equally important ability to make 
choices regarding the way that they're going to engage in healthcare as commerce, whether it's choosing one coverage decision or another, understanding beyond sort of deductible and copay, what does coinsurance look like, how is it that we can provide a bigger picture conversation around cost sharing and have patients really be at the center of that. It's a big project that we're working on right now, and we're trying to develop not only a few ideas around cost sharing, but then also to give patients a platform upon which they can discuss their own vantage points on these topics. We're also looking at just participating in both the policy, legislative, and regulatory environments, providing patient advocacy organizations and the perspectives that they have as a resource to policymakers as they're considering new proposals, whether it's the presidential candidates. We've recently met with both the Democratic and Republican platform committee chairs. We believe, well, Partners for Better Care is a nonpartisan organization. We do believe that the best way to express that is through bipartisanship, and we are seeking a dialogue with presidential candidates to catalyze a conversation around health care. Certainly, that's a top of mind for many Americans in this election year. And then we are also trying to diversify the voices at the table for partners. So recruitment for the coalition and growth for the coalition, in my mind, is related strongly to our need to have diverse, forward-thinking companies as well as patient advocacy members who will be at the table representing those expert perspectives with a collaborative, patients-first perspective. We believe that we can develop some really novel solutions to these ongoing healthcare challenges if we have the right folks at the table. It'll be a full year as a startup organization, but we think no better time than now to hit the ground running. Absolutely. So many great things going on. Just want to remind our audience to keep up with what's going on by going to www.partnersforbettercare.org to learn more and to keep up with all the great progress. There's something new posted almost every other day out there and lots of great progress that you and your team are making, Mary. Thank you so much, Joe. It's always a pleasure to speak to you, and I hope this was informative and interesting for your audience. It was. Thank you so much for stopping by once again and sharing your great wisdom. Thank you. Take care. All right. That wraps this broadcast. On behalf of our guest, Mary Richards, I'm Joe Lavelle. It will see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare. 